everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robert. Or at least I was until this episode got about halfway over and things got real dumb real fast. I don't know what to say anymore, Matt. <laughs> it kills me because he was doing well. I was like, oh, wow, this episode might actually be okay. And then I started mm-hmm. popping out and I was like, oh, no, that's right. No, we're going to talk about it. Hi. Hello. Hello, friends. We are brought to you by Sports on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, get access to all of our bonus content. $5 gets you these episodes early and uncut, plus much, much more. Take a look. Support us. Keep helps keeps the light on. Helps pay for hosting. Been doing this for nearly 500 episodes. We appreciate everyone who supports us on there. This week's episode is The Scorpion's Tale. You got it, Matt? Yes. Yes, I do. Because the... Although, depending on where you look at the name of the episode, sometimes it has an apostrophe, sometimes it doesn't. So, pretty sure it's supposed to. Scorpion's tail, but the story, not a tail. Even though it has a tail, ha ha homonyms. This week, there's the episode NABF08, originally aired March 6, 2011, written by Billy Kimball and Ian Maxstone Graham. I can't believe that two people put their name on this. It is unbelievable to me that two people were required for this track. I don't... Okay. Directed by Matthew Schofield. Received a 3.4 rating with 6.1 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, I'm not here on a spitball scholarship. Okay. It's fine. Uh, it's a throwback to like a, an actual kind of a Bart. It's not... This is not self-aware. This is more in-universe chalkboard gag. The couch gag, a person playing a Simpsons video game couch game... Couch gag video game? Chooses the Simpsons family uh, as their RPG party, I guess, and then they run to the couch, and then it says "game over." Alrighty then, it's fine. It's interesting. Like it's definitely not bad, but it's not as cool it, as I, it could be, yeah. I you don't get anyone. You don't get to see them play the video game at all. So you're just like, oh, that's kind of. I'm pretty sure that is the video game. The game is to get to the couch, and he does it. The player. The episode guest stars Werner Herzog as Walter Hotenhofer. AKA. In... We're not doing this. No, we're not going to spoil that. No, spoil it. No. Oh, boy. And then the guest stars Kevin Michael Richardson as Springfield Retirement Castle Orderly. All right. Uh, yep. He's certainly there. He does that. There's one scene. Um, this, this episode. It's really frustrating um, because it feels like it's going somewhere, doing something, and then it is as stupid as any episode could be. It feels like a practical joke. That's This episode feels like a prank, Matt. It does because – I mean, we'll get there. I don't want to say too much now, but seriously. <sighs> it, it feels like, you know – Again, you have like a close friend, and then you, you, they, they, oh, we're going to take you, we're going to go to the theme park later. And you stop for lunch, and you're like, oh, and, and you're like, oh, this is a good lunch. This is a lot of fun. Yep. And then you, you make one more stop, and you're like, are we getting to the theme park? And then when you, they, and then you, you're actually, they're, they're kicking you out in the woods like a, like a dog. They're just going to abandon you. <laughs> I was going to say you end up in a cult compound, but you know, that works too. I, whatever. They, the episode begins, a field trip to Satan's Anvil out in the desert. We're seeing the Springfield Badlands, I guess. Um, yes, this is uh, obviously Springfield. It's now in Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, somewhere in that area. It's fine. It's fine, Matt. I, I like this part. This is, this is like, I don't mind any of this, uh, where we get a field trip for all the kids. 
Um, we have the kids doing all the little, you know, fun desert desert vignettes, little little scenes. Um, Martin meets some desert folk who resist getting checks from the government, paying them for their art installations. Um, we have rock climbers as invasive species. Um, fine. I don't, this is, and like, I guess these are just jokes that I'm like, I don't, are rock climbers, are they that pervasive? Like, are there, there, there are that many rock climbers? I guess if you live in LA, you see them all the time, but I've never... I guess we live in. I've lived in Florida and Texas. There's not a lot of mountains for people to climb. Uh, um, even Edmonton's relatively flat until you got to the Rockies. Uh, so we find we have we see like Millhouse, Bart, Nelson find old French risque like postcards. Postcards. Yeah. Um, then we get Lisa, and this is I. I really like this little scene, Matt. This little moment here. With Lisa like enjoying the uh the nature that she finds. Right. And it feels like it's trying to set a mood and a tone, right? And I thought, oh, maybe they know what they're doing. Maybe they're actually making an episode, right? They're actually trying to have like not just have unrelated scenes and they're trying to like, oh, we're gonna have Lisa and we're gonna follow her through nature and we're gonna. There's gonna be story and character, and this is the beginning of that. Um, so Lisa is wandering through the desert. We have some beautiful music playing. It, it's very the animation. This is really nice. It's definitely probably it's probably my favorite part of this whole episode. Um, and then she discovers she's looking at nature, uh, and she discovers both scorpions and flowers, which kind of start the story rolling. While beautiful, the desert also harbors hidden dangers. Cacti, poisonous snakes, and most deadly of all... Scorpions! They calm down when they're near the Springfield Silver Tongues. Hmm. Now they're aggressive again. I'm sure there's a correlation, but could there be a causation? These flowers saved me from a terrible fate. Not getting an A on my next science project. <laughs> Lisa, we have to go. Melhouse found a hippie skeleton and he's freaking out. Never get off the bus. Never get off the bus. I don't know what that Melhouse stuff is referencing. <laughs> I don't know if it's referencing anything at all. Maybe it's just hippies go out to the desert and die. I, I, I feel like it has to be referencing something, Matt. I am just oblivious to it. That's fine. Um... That's okay. I don't mind that. As long as, like, the, the we get this, we get introduction here. And this is relatively early on, okay? This is not, you know, 10 minutes of inciting incident. It feels like this is, this theoretical episode that is satisfying, because that is all we're going to have to go on, right? A theoretical idea of a satisfying episode. <laughs> because in the end of the third act, this becomes uh, a terrible episode. Um, so I can only go on by what is theoretical, you know, what was possible. And this is what three minutes into an episode and we have, Oh, Lisa discovers something. She discovers that these flowers do the specific thing to these scorpions. What will that mean? And then we get introduced to the other half of this theoretical plot where we have Abe getting kicked out of the retirement home for being too cranky. And I don't want to say this is impossible because then this would destroy the entire plot of this episode. But <laughs> it, 
that is why you pay the retirement home. Like that is the whole point of it. I don't. Yeah, yeah. And it's honestly unnecessary because it, all they had to do was go to the retirement home as a family. Oh, look, now we have to go to the retirement home. Oh, Abe's being super cranky and no one wants to be around him. We okay. Need, we need to fix that. All it takes. Yeah. We need to fix that. But he he gets kicked out. He moves in with the family again. Um, and he's miserable. He's miserable. And it, it, it's awful. Um, he's annoying and, 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 t- and terrible. And you hate him. And... We don't know why he just is this way. We don't know why. Like, why is Abe suddenly like Abe's always been kind of you know grouchy at times, but he's not like utterly miserable all the time. And I feel like that is another element that that needed to exist for this episode to pay off. Is we need this the 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 reason? Is it just because he's old and he's like life isn't the way he wants it to be? Like, is that really it? I mean, honestly, I'm willing to give that to them in this one. Like, old people are cranky, especially the way they've portrayed Abe over the years. He's either sad and, you know, depressed, or he's cranky and yelling at everyone about everything. I'm willing to give them that. It would be nice to have a reason, but I'm willing to to just go along with it because, you know, Abe always complains about stuff. So, sure, that's just part of his character. Well, you asked for it, Matt. You're going to get it. Here is some grandpa being miserable. No, it's in a funny book. How rude. Ain't you never heard of conversation? <sighs> Fine. How's it going? Terrible. I got this new roommate and he won't stop yapping. Here's an experiment for you. Find a man who wants to marry a lady Poindexter. <laughs> hey, you call that making love? Homer, I told you he wouldn't sleep through it. In my day, women didn't make a sound. Calls for some Springfield Silver Tongue. Dad, look! This essence of a wildflower makes these angry scorpions docile. That's great, honey. If you were a boy, you'd be a scientist. Back off, you munch, or I'll make doghead soup out of you. Hmm, if it works on nasty scorpions, then maybe it'll work on nasty stains. It does! And there's something else it might be good for. Why all this inexplicable comments about Lisa being a. like doing science and not finding a husband and. I especially coming from Homer. If it was Abe telling her this, okay, that's Abe. More evidence that he's super cranky. But why is Homer saying this? I don't. And it's not. It's not vital to – it's not – like, the episode's not about that, right? It's not about, oh, Lisa is, you know, defying gender norms or whatever. The episode isn't about that at all. Why are these comments here? They just feel – they're inexplicable. Like, they're just mean for no reason. Um, So, Grandpa's miserable. Lisa's made this spray. And Homer is now eyeing Abe with the – the idea of giving him this drug, and that is kind of what both the kids wake up to the next morning. Good morning, family! It's such a beautiful day, I thought I'd take my little friend here for a walk. Abe, are you feeling all right? Never better! The sun is shining, there's a spring in my slippers, and my wonderful son woke me up with a delicious cup of coffee. Hmm... 
Dad, is there anything unusual in Grandpa's coffee? Uh, you look tense. Let's discuss this over a cup of Grandpa's coffee. <laughs> See, okay. <sighs> Matt. Yes, Robbie. I know that we, oh, this episode has a lot of potential, and it feels like it's on the rails for a bit, and then goes completely crazy at the end, but am I just supposed to believe that this substance magically just makes people happy? Essentially, I mean, it seems like it's acting as something like a, a Xanax or a Prozac or something along those lines, uh, because, you know, a lot of pharmaceuticals come from a, a base in nature, so yes, but... Am I just supposed to, like, ignore all the knowledge I have in my head about how drugs work? Yes, yes, you are. Okay. It's not germane to the plot. How dare you? How dare you? I... <laughs> like, I know that I'm not... I... And maybe it's just this, Matt. Like, if this episode was funnier, I would forgive it more, too. I think this ep this episode isn't, like, terrible. Like, it's not last week. Like, that, on the unfunny scale, last week is, you know... Dang near breaks. Oh, it's brutal. Just awful. dang near breaks the scale. But it's just not super funny. Um, all I'm thinking about this entire time with this drug is like, what do you. Lisa just distilled some flower, the essence of some flowers. And it's so powerful that it makes Abe inexplicable. It's not, and like, and that's the thing. This is not, this is beyond like a Xanax or a Prozac or something or something like that. This is like, it feels like ecstasy, right? It feels like euphoria or something. Like Abe's like jumping off the walls. He's going to go walk the dog. Like it's complete opposite of his behavior earlier. And it's, it's basically effectively it's either it's like super, some strong narcotic, some opiate or it's, it's magic. Um, and we don't care about any of any of that. Uh, but we go to our first commercial, eight minutes and 20 seconds. And when we come back, uh, we get the, well, it's a plot twist from Lisa's perspective, but not from anybody else's, uh, because we find out that uh, Lisa knows what Homer did and confronts him about it. And that's why you're acting so sweet and kind, because Dad drugged you. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Your kisses feel like raw liver. But it's not real happiness. So what? There are no guarantees in life. We don't know if this um, knife is safe. Turns out it's not. The point is, when I'm cranky, nobody likes me, sweet pea. Let me live as a happy man for my remaining 30 years. Come on, come on. Make with the laffy juice. I want to take Grandpa to have his belly button pierced. I can hang my purple heart from it. This is what I'm talking about, Matt, but I would like to know why Abe's unhappy. Like, why is he, when he says, when I'm being grumpy, right? He says that. That's all the time. Matt, hello. Oh, sorry. I had a long diatribe there. Sorry about that. Um, oh, God almighty. Like, I'm, I, uh, I was on mute for the clip. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure why you are so down on this because I look at it as like a hallucinogenic, like it is a mild hallucinogen that is causing Abe to not really care quite so much anymore. It's like, okay, that is a weird step, but the other problems with this episode are so much worse that I would be more than happy to overlook Matt, this if the rest of the episode was good. Matt, it's not though. 
It's not the rest of that episode is not good. I don't No, it's terrible. So why am I bothering with this? Because this is all we have, man. Okay? I there's no way to, for me to talk about intelligently about the the the, the, the last act, honestly. There's just no way. And no, there's really not. There's no there's nothing to to dissect, right? There's nothing to pull apart. It's all nonsense. It's just it feels like again, like someone took a shotgun to uh, a script and decided that was good enough. Um, this I can actually like pull apart a little bit uh, and talk about it like a critic, you know, have, you know, actually discuss things like it's it's like legible, intelligent art, uh, which is why we're doing this podcast, Matt. That is that. I don't know. Let me remind you. It is not just to yell about how bad The Simpsons is. Um, so that <laughs> is why not, I oh, want to dang. that is why I want to talk about this, because this is actually legible. This is intelligent. To a certain extent. So it lets me think about, oh, well, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? That's Why did they make this choice instead of that one? Because it feels like they are making choices here to a certain extent. Um, I'm not sure, though, because the ending casts everything into doubt. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, at this point, it would be nice to have a idea of why. Like this, this basically casts Grandpa's grumpiness as being, you know, pharmacologically he has some reason why he is grumpy and the only way like some I'm in a mental health disorder and the only way is to you know correct it is this is, is some kind of chemical response see Matt like th- that and like that is what humans do I, I I come back to that like I just want them to act like humans like it is not human behavior it's not normal human behavior for someone to be drugged, have, get a drug in their coffee, and then go, oh, well, it does make me feel nicer, so good. No, the human baby is like, why did you do that? And then they confront Grandpa and say, well, you, you're miserable to live with. Everyone hates you. And this is where, this is like the last straw. This is how bad it's gotten. And Grandpa, you know, says, he, we have a, a sullen moment, a sad moment. There, like, there's no room for sadness in this in The Simpsons anymore. Like it's just it's either like manic craziness or or in in dark cynicism and there's just nothing in between. There's no range of human emotion. And Grandpa going, well, no, actually, I do feel better with this stuff in me. And Lisa goes, well, we should try to figure out what it does. Or I don't like the fact. That blah 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 blah. Human behavior. That's all I'm asking for, Matt. It's my human behavior. I don't even know why I bother. Because uh, the fourth act is makes you want to tear my hair out. Yeah, yeah, and also it's real bad. Also, the, but the, also this stuff with the the, dr- the the let's get to the pharmaceutical man Werner Herzog. I can't. Okay, I'm sorry, Matt. It's okay. Uh, so Lisa, uh, being disturbed by Abe's response, decides that she is not going to use this anymore. She is going to run, and she flushes it down the toilet. And then we get the sh- uh, shark eats it and stops going after the fish, despite the fact that that's how sharks eat so he's gonna be so nice he'll die of starvation nope the fish come back and eat him whatever idiotic as best I, well i was i saw this man this moment where like oh she throws it in the into the sewage it goes into the ocean um there's a desert and an ocean by the way uh in, in the same of episode course. of the simpsons but um i was expecting this to come back i thought this was gonna be like the loophole right lisa tries to get rid of it but a shark eats it and then all the fish eat the shark so the stuff is in the the shark, and then it's all in these all these mm-hmm. many fish. And then I would say, oh, and then the, the, the residents of Springfield eat it, and then everyone's got it. That's yeah. what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, exactly. I thought, oh, where well, the fish are going to get caught, and then someone's going to people are going to eat the fish, or it's going to lead to this pharmaceutical man 
finding the it in the fish and using that, but that's you know it, it's just it literally is a momentary c- cartoon gag. Which there's multiple in this episode, by the way, too. We literally the episode starts. We didn't I didn't mention this, but it starts with like a, a, a allusion to uh, Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote. And then we have. Oh, this. I forgot about that. So yeah. like, it's not like oh, the cartoonish stuff is isolated to the last act. No, it's it's everywhere. I think we're just been so annulled by by the the, the inured by all the, the the run of episodes we we watched recently where we just kind of dismiss all this craziness. But it's just another cartoon gag, you know, the fish stuff. Yep. So. That is kind of just off in its own little corner, kind of stops there. Uh, we go to uh, Moe's, where Homer has taken Abe, but Abe is back to his cranky self. I guess whatever, you know, hallucinogen or whatever is in this thing has worn off. For some reason, uh, Walter Hodenhofer is at Moe's, which they even comment on. <laughs> Carl says, oh, I was wondering if that guy was going to introduce himself and what he does, because he was just he's the only one who's not a barfly who's at the uh, the at Moe's. He is a pharmaceutical executive, and he overhears basically what has happened with Abe and decides he wants to uh, get a little of the substance and try and recreate it. So this is basically, I, I think it's supposed to be a criticism slash goofy joke fount for the writers because he collects a bit of sweat from Abe's forehead, I guess, that he expects to have the compound in. That causes Abe's is happiness. Sweat? Everyone's happiness. Is that what that is? I thought so because it came off a wrinkle on his forehead. I don't know what the hell else it was going to be. Uh, see, that's the thing, Matt. Like, it wouldn't make sense to be if he doesn't. If it's not in his system anymore, why would he be in his sweat? I thought it was literally like a drop of the substance somehow got onto his head, and it was encased in his old man wrinkles. Right. I don't know. Again, this is the thing. I do see potential like in this in the ideas here and it's and is absolutely more effort than they put in for the last few episodes but it still doesn't make any sense anywhere i'm just like why why here why now why didn't why is this who who is this walter walter guy and why do we like him why is he like he is not a, he's not a villain let's get this straight walter is not a villain in this no, he's just a normal guy, essentially. He doesn't do anything particularly good or particularly bad. He's just, hey, I run a pharmaceutical company. This is what we do. We find bits of nature that have some kind of effect on human bodies, and we you know, isolate them and then produce a drug based on it. And he's not evil or anything. He's just, eh, he's I, just that, there. That, that, I, it just feels it feels very anti-Simpsons to me, Matt. Yeah. It seems like you should have some. It seems like Lindsay Nagel should pop up and do something like this. I I'm fine with Walter Holtenhofen Holtenhofer, played by Werner freaking Herzog, by the way, t- to be in the episode, and I, it, he can be a villain. Werner Herzog is a great villain. He he, he played one in was it one of the Mission Impossible's right? Wasn't that Werner Herzog? Am, am I making that up? I might be making that up. He's a villain I in have some. No idea. He's a villain in some spy he's action. He's a villain thriller. in the Mandalorian. <laughs> Matt, oh, oh, the man. Robbie, okay. I don't, Robbie, your your connection to pop culture is so tenuous. I don't know what you have and haven't seen. <laughs> I just, I, I, it's hard for me to consider anyone a villain in The Mandalorian. But yes, I, I, he, that's what I'm saying. He's been a villain in multiple things. Werner Herzog's an incredible director. Uh, he understands, and he's not a bad actor for that, on that, to that, for that matter. He can play a villain. I don't know why this guy isn't a villain. The Simpsons, 
you know, their thesis all along was, oh, we need to challenge authority, right? We're going it, it, it to question authority in all regards. And is there anyone on earth who likes pharmaceutical CEOs? Does anyone on earth think they're good guys? No, definitely not. No, no. I mean, Why is this guy randomly... People. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, this guy is just, a, like, randomly... It's not like we have attachment to him in some way. This isn't like, oh, one of the regulars of Springfield is now inexplicably a pharmaceutical CEO. It's not Lenny running this company. It is this random man that we've never met before. Why is he not the bad guy? Why is it framed this strange way where he's like, oh, yo, I'm just trying to do what I do. And like, why are we... And he like he just has these weird, you know, anecdotes. Is like, do they not want? They they just want to have Werner Herzog do some fun jokes with his German accent. Is that all they wanted? I guess. I mean, maybe they had the idea of, oh, it's a pharmaceutical company run by Augustus Gloop. Okay, well, who do we get to play that? I don't know. Some German guy. Uh, no one on staff can do a German accent. Let's get Werner Herzog. Matt, <laughs> what, Robbie? Let's get to okay. Just please continue. We're gonna talk about okay. Augustus Gloop in a moment. We are indeed. Uh, so uh, Walter and his company uh, go through and isolate, you know, dozens of components, dozens of molecules uh, from the sample they got from Abe. And we go through a whole series of gags where they're testing compounds on Abe and asking how he feels. And, and thankfully, this is rapid fire. They're just like throwing liquids into him and he tells them how he feels again. Not scientifically accurate, especially anything that affects your mood. It's going to take a long time to actually take effect, but whatever. At least it's quick in the episode <laughs> until they actually find the variant that they're looking for. Oh, this is the molecule. This is the, uh, the synthesized molecule that it does the exact same thing as the flower concentrate uh, that Lisa had. They find it. Yay. Congratulations. Uh, then Homer grabs a different one and somehow grows a tail instantaneously because we need so many awful jokes and it has to be Homer. Like I, they could not figure out how to add general humor to this. So they have to have family guy style cutaway gags to Homer acting goofy. The best they can do. I, that's the thing about where you're like, Oh, this episode's good until the last act. I'm like, nah, no, it's fine. But it also it's, has this. It's stuff. decent until then because like it's, it is good for a season 22 episode up until the last act because you're like, okay, these jokes are bad, but at least the plot is coherent. If you look at the la all the episodes from this season, it's real bad. Like the, the jokes, all the jokes are terrible and have nothing to do with the plot. But in most of them, the plot is completely incoherent and going from one step to the next doesn't make any sense. At least until the last act, this act going from A to B to C at least hangs together relatively tightly. But this is just anyway. Uh, we then get Walter saying, "Hey, congratulations! We all did this. No talk of profit or anything, since obviously it was Lisa who discovered this and Abe who helped. But we're not going to talk about the money or anything. Oh, but we will eventually. Uh, we get Walter dropping off uh, Abe and Bart and Homer at home uh, and thanking them for their help with this. And then it all goes wrong." Thank you for the tour of your factory, Mr. Wonka. I am not Willy Wonka. No, no, you're Augustus Gloop, the fat German boy. Yeah, it is true, I am Gloop. Being stuck in that tube changed me in so many ways. Gentlemen, we have been doing a lot of funny things today, but now I must be scary. Go ahead. Here is the prototype of our pill. Grandpapa, no one but you should take this drug until it has been through rigorous trials. 
be careful. If the wrong hands got hold of it, a fortune could be made by selling this drug on the black market. Hmm. Wrong hands, eh? That's your cue, boys. Yes, and here we get a uh, very short scene of Bart dragging a suitcase around uh, to... Uh, well, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, we missed out on the part where they were leaving the factory and there was an army of blonde young women uh, with cases full of drugs to sell to people uh, that were going to go out and talk to doctors and actually sell everything. So I guess they're skipping the testing part too? I don't know. I This is the thing it holds together, Matt. This is what you're talking about. <laughs> this is the thing that holds know, together that I makes know. sense? Where we're just... Where it's is because these are supposed to be jokes. If you strip out all the jokes, Robbie, it mostly hangs together. Mostly. It. What is this episode? Tell me, Matt. Okay, Matt. We're, this theoretical episode. This is all of it, Matt. This is one here. He. Th- they just said that this guy is Augustus Gloop. By the way. I know. I know. I, okay. Let me. Augustus Gloop is a fictional character, Matt. All right. From a novel, uh-huh. and then a movie, and then another bad movie. Um. Is Willy Wonka a real person in the in the Simpsons? I and that's the, a fantastic and question. And it's a documentary that they air about the Willy Wonka's factory that has a uh, uh, Oompa Loompas. Uh, is that all I real? Guess that's what they're trying to. The thing is, the Augustus Gloop thing pretty much dies here. Like this is just oh yeah, I'm Augustus Gloop. Whatever. It does and not die out. here. They mention at the end of the episode, Werner Herzog talks about how he's haunted by chocolate. It was haunted by the tube, yes. But like, <laughs> again, this is supposed to be a joke, and all the jokes what? in this are bad. I okay. I I just this theoretical episode, Matt. Race. Forget about the eye popping out stuff. Okay. Okay. Whatever all that nonsense happens is, okay? After all that, obviously, the episode's writing writ off. What is this episode about? Before that, even. What is this episode about? Is it about Lisa's uh, hesitance of giving people this drug? Is it about the pharmaceutical industry? Is it about Abe being grumpy and needing some... And not being ashamed of using medication to help him feel better? Like, you... It could be about any of those things, but it's not about any of them. No, unfortunately not. Well, the, the point is, what I think this episode was supposed to be about is you have an unscrupulous pharmaceutical executive who says, oh, we don't need to test this. Let's just throw it on the market. But uh, maybe Werner Herzog wasn't okay playing that character or something. And so in order, they had to make him like almost a good guy, but not quite a bad guy. Like That's what this episode should be about is, oh, Lisa doesn't want to, you know, use this i'm lisa's objections make no sense to me at all like i mean maybe on hippie-ish grounds of oh we shouldn't be using nature this way i'm like i'm pretty sure someone has discovered this before you lisa and probably used it for thousands of years this is what i'm talking about matt i would be fine with them picking up if they chose one of those many lanes and tried to write around it do that but this is just again this is more coherent than last week because literally anything is more coherent than last week (laughs) You're right. Maybe I'm just uh, this is not this is not a minute. There's not a minute long just monologue of literally just Ricky Gervais, the man talking. So, yeah, this episode's already better than last week's. It but is just it. And there are ideas in here. If you develop them, they would be better. But I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, well, this is the pharmaceutical guy is Walter. Is he bad or good? We don't. 
He's nothing. He's not evil. And guess what? This is how you write things. You make people and and it's the Simpsons. This is the Simpsons, okay? You're not we're not writing some literary masterpiece where people are you know shades of gray and there's there's nuance about how bad or good they are. If you're playing a guest character on the Simpsons that is a pharmaceutical CEO, you're a bad guy. You're a villain. Be a villain. Be Mr. Burns. Be Sideshow Bob, right? Think about all the best antagonists of yeah. The Simpsons. 20, 22 minutes does not give them enough time to make a character, a bad guy have shades of gray. Even when they tried to do something that in more recent years with like the serious Flanders couple of episodes, it took two episodes to even come close to that. that that's what I'm saying, Matt. Like, there's just nothing that, again, it just feels they need it. They, they need to write. It is underwritten, and it, like even before they get, to, I will at least the stuff at the end is not underwritten. It is insane, and in, like I can't believe I'm watching it. But it is not underwritten. This is all underwritten. Um, why is it? Why is this episode suddenly about Bart selling drugs? Well, they had to find some way for it to get on the market because they couldn't have the unscrupulous pharma exec be the one who puts it on the market because oh wait he's a nice guy for some reason why couldn't they just have him do it like oh yes we have to do rigorous testing wink wink we already sent all our sales reps out so why not just have him do it i guess the reason is because we wanted it to the effects to be felt in springfield for the most part and so you can't guarantee that i, I don't know robbie I'm trying to to make this make some kind of sense, but I I feel like I'm trying to you know put a square peg in a round hole. Trying to put uh, lipstick on a pig. Also that. Uh, so yes, uh, Bart begins uh, selling this around town, and we also get an incredibly stupid bit. Uh, again, the humor in this is terrible; it makes no sense. But you guys do a bit of auto ask. No, 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 Matt, that's my act. Don't be don't be encroaching on my behavior. This is not. Yes, it is. It's after the commercial. No, it's not. It's before the commercial. No, it is not. We the only thing we see the before last the... thing you see in this act is Bart with his little suitcase no. going somewhere. Otto asks his drug dealer why he doesn't do it like that, and the guy says, "Because I use drugs to fade to black." You are correct, Matt. But also, why are they standing? Why is Otto getting drugs? See now, why is Otto? I getting have dr- no idea. Why is Otto like getting said, drugs sh- outside of the retirement castle? Okay. I mean, to be real, lots of old people do sell their medications to drug addicts. I mean, that's that is, that, that is that what this episode is about? No, it's not. Okay. This humor makes no sense. That's why I keep telling you, the, the only way to evaluate season 22 Simpsons is to just strip out anything that might be funny. <laughs> see, that's the thing, man. I don't know what their jokes are, uh, which we'll quickly see. So Bart is selling, we come back commercial, 13 minutes and 55 seconds. Bart is selling drugs, the drug, at school, right? And this, this drug works on anyone, right? Not just old people. Yes, but apparently in this universe, this episode, only old people are so cranky that they need it. I would – if you had a drug that just made you inexplicably happy that always worked, as far as they know – Every – 99% every, of the world would immediately use it. Everyone would want it. It's not crazy like – because it has – there's literally no other impairment as far as we know, right? Until eyeballs start point, popping yeah. out. You, if you're – if you can go about your day-to-day life and do whatever you – like – this would be the most popular drug that's ever existed. Everyone would take it because it all it would do is make you happy, make you pleasant to be around. Of course you would want – like it'd probably be dangerous. And that's the other problem with this, Matt. Like this drug is so magical that this is like a Star Trek episode. That's what I was thinking the entire time. Like this is like, oh, 
you know, Captain Picard. This is like when Kirk got not, uh, got high on spores and knocked uh, Spock around. Or Spock got heart. <laughs> Let's not. Well, I don't want to reference. I was going to reference next, next Gen. I don't want to reference the original series, please, with them, <laughs> them going to Nazi planets. Um <laughs> You know, they have an away mission to some planet, and they get there, everyone's super happy all the time, and then they realize, oh, that there's a drug that everyone takes. And then they realize that everyone has to take the drug. You have to take it even if you don't want to. And like, that feels like, oh, it feels like it's a Twilight Zone episode. It's the same principle, right? It's, like, it is, yeah. Yeah. But – they don't they do it so that only old people want it he gives it to skinner for for agnes he gives it to smithers for burns um but none of these old people how do these did they just give them pills like it's the same thing where they're just being drugged well i mean it, it's a it's a liquid now i mean i assume it can be dissolved in liquid since that's where uh but can do it uh or is giving coffee. capsules to people like yeah, it, i mean it's a, it's a it's a cap a capsule so you just break it apart and have it dissolve in some kind of liquid I guess we're okay with just drugging old people if they're mean. If you're mean, you you. I mean that's that's the official stance of the Simpsons Show podcast. <laughs> I mean that I, it's not my stance. I'm just saying that that's what happens in this episode. All the well, of now, course. So we transform. Bart is selling this drug, and now we we get this montage. All the old people are happy. Everyone's nice because they're on this drug. Um, Lisa's been is is watching Bart closely. Sees that he's now wearing a suit in this walking around with a suitcase, much like the people from the pharmaceutical company. And she's like, "I am questioning about him." This is not a Lisa episode, by the way. This would make sense if this was somehow a Lisa episode because maybe Lisa. This would make sense if it was a Trias of Horror episode, Matt. That's honestly the only way this works. This episode works if it's a Trias of Horror episode. The, the, as a normal Simpsons episode, it is inexplicable. Um. So, well, I mean, we're going to get to this and fix this episode, but if this episode <laughs> was a Lisa episode, like you said, and it was, oh, Lisa, you know, finds this thing and she's like, okay, well, it's fine. Lisa should be fine with this from the beginning because that's, Lisa is all about mental health. She should be okay with this. Uh, and, but she says, we need to test it thoroughly first. And then somehow this pharmaceutical guy gets his hands on it and just go ahead and throws it on the market without proper testing. And then the eyes popping were hopefully something more realistic happens uh, that's bad. And Lisa's like, this is why we should be careful with these kind of things. And, you know, that could, that's what the episode should be. And then maybe that's what the episode originally was. And they're like, well, that's not funny enough. I don't think that's Matt. You're just, you're being made too kind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. So I, I am, I, I am incredibly negative about this episode. I don't, I don't see the even our even our our listeners their reviews our patrons their reviews are nicer than I think this episode deserves. Like this is all I I refuse to be like Stockholm syndromed into this. Like yeah, it's better than last week, but like like the the stuff I throw away in the dumpster every week is better than than last week. Um, so all the old people are happy. Lisa's judging Bart. Now we cut to basically like oh wait a minute we have to resolve all of this we need to get <sighs> we need to get to a conflict there is yet to be a conflict in this episode matt by the way no conflict everyone's okay with it all like yeah lisa like normally do you know the conflict would be lisa throws away the vial pharmaceutical ceo finds another way to get it evil conniving yeah, this, is, this is the original flaming mose but there's, they don't. He just goes to Grandpa, and Grandpa's like, okay, sure. And they test it on him. He's like, okay, sure. There's no conflict. This is We have yet to find conflict. We finally find it here at the end of the third act. 
with five minutes to go in an episode, effectively, where uh, Homer and Abe are coming back home after a fishing trip where they're happy, they enjoyed it. You know, it'd be great if we saw them on the fishing trip. That'd be good. You know, where I, I, mean, I, could, see the, I could see the change in Grandpa, and he could talk about why, how much the drug has helped him. No? Okay. So he comes home. Uh, they have to pretend that Grandpa's still miserable for Lisa. Uh, and then we get the quote-unquote plot twist. Now, that's what I call a fishing trip. <gasps> that's what I was going to call it. <laughs> Wait, I can't go in there grinning like a Swede on payday. It'll rile up poor Lisa if she knows I'm still popping that smiley pill. Oh, yeah. You better grump it up. <clears throat> Three dollars for a cup of coffee? In my day, it cost you a dime, and they gave you back a quarter. And another thing, the, um... It's okay, Grandpa. You don't have to act grumpy. I know you're taking the drug, and I don't mind, because you're happy. Oh, thanks, sweetie. I'm sorry I was so stubborn. I hope you're not mad. Oh, I ain't mad, and I never will be again, thanks to your wonderful, wonderful... <laughs> Let me finish. Thanks to your wonderful, wonderful drug. Hey, man, what happens to Grandpa? <sighs> Grandpa's eyes pop out and are hanging by the nerves that hold them, that connect them to the brain. Excuse me? Yep. What was that? That is, in fact, what you heard, Robbie. Abe's eyes pop out of his head and hang, dangle, like mm -hmm. eight, ten inches down, right? You are correct. Just dangling back, swaying to and fro. Is that how the eyeballs work, man? I mean, yes. If you've ever seen somebody in real life, eyeball pop out. They do tend to dangle like that because the ten uh, inches out of their head, ten, the back of ten inches out of the back of their ten inches is a bit long, but a couple inches usually is. is I've seen long. people's eyes pop out, Matt. I've watched professional wrestling. Um, the, <laughs> uh, in particular, there's a, a, a Vader versus Stan Hansen match from uh, Japan in the '90s where uh, Vader literally popped his eyeball back into his head. I believe you, but ouch. It's really grotesque. I mean, they're professional wrestlers. They're maniacs. Um, it's not... They don't dangle down to your chin, below your chin, like it's like a children's toy. And this is not an isolated situation. We go to our final commercial at 16 minutes and 11 seconds. Oh, unfortunately, we do. And when we come back, uh, we see that this is not just happening to Abe. This is happening to pretty much everybody. And Lisa, of course, has a very Star Trek explanation for it. <gasps> it happened to the scorpions, too. The flower essence must have the side effect of lubricating the eye sockets to the point of popping. More saline, please. At some point, I think we should see a doctor. No, it's cool. It's like we got our own monster. Your grandfather is not a monster. Uh, let's chain him in the basement until the circus comes to town. Sounds good. <sighs> At least no one else has taken this drug. Oh, Why are you tugging on your collar? It better be tonsillitis. Well, actually, I may have accidentally traded a few of those pills for money. <gasps> which I may have already spent, ironically, on these novelty eyeglasses. Howdy, handsome! Look! And at this point, directly outside of the Simpsons' front window, uh, we see all of the old folks uh, 
walking around without their with their eyes popped out of their heads because obviously someone has dosed every single one of them. Man, it's not just they're not just walking around with their eyeballs out. It's Agnes is Agnes has the um, Agnes has a squirrel has taken one of Agnes's eyes. Oh yeah, and tucked it into a tree. The crazy cat lady, her eyes are dangling above her cats and they're playing with her eyeballs like they're a toy. There are three men who we super cute, right, Robbie? I there are this is disgusting. I can't emphasize enough how gross this all this is. Okay? This is disgusting. Coming from the horror author, this is disgusting. And then you have a scene where there's three old men. I don't think these are nameless old men. I don't think we've seen any of them before or ever we'll see them again. They have all their three eyeballs. They're all sitting on a park bench or a bus stop or something. And all their they have six eyeballs right between them, all down dangling, and they're bouncing off each other like it's a uh, uh, what are you a pendulum or a, a uh, uh, yes? What you're talking about the Newton's cradle. Yeah, Newton's cradle. That's that that mm-hmm. is that is what we're. This is the level we're at. This is like I don't know who thought of this. Okay, I don't know who whose idea it was. Let's have the side effect of this drug be their eyeballs pop out of their heads and dangle. And then let's write a montage of all the old people's eyes behaving in this insane cartoonish way. Matt, I don't think the rest of this episode is coherent, despite what you may think. Uh, I don't think that this episode is about anything. If Even if it was, okay? Let's say that the rest of this episode was perfect. Okay? Perfect. Funny. On point. Has character arc, drama, conflict. Everything we like about our be- the best Simpsons episodes. Once they got to this point... Are you going to take anything they say seriously? Not even the littlest bit. It is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It immediately, there is no, like, if there was anything to set, to be said about anything that was going on in this episode, this immediately undercuts you. You're just, you, you, how can I think about anything but this insanity now that we just got a bunch of old people with their eyeballs hanging out? Like, it's in the, this is crazy to me. This is like, I don't even know, I don't even know, like, it's not even Looney Tunes, Right? Looney Tunes never did this. Like This is not like, there's no. no cartoon reference point I have because this is just inexplicable, insane behavior. I don't, whosever idea this was, I want to talk to them. I Did they think this was funny? That's the, like, I literally, this is one of those moments where I like, I need to talk to somebody. Where's the manager? Like, help me. I need an adult. I need an adult. Like, this is, this is so bad, man, that it makes me question my own life choices. Like, I don't... Why am I here? This is... We're nearly 500 episodes into The Simpsons. I'm watching an episode, and then all this... Inexplicably, that is a side effect of this drug. They make your eyeballs so lubed up, they pop out your head. And you're like, what are you talking about? What is this? What are you doing? And it's... is Did they laugh? Did people laugh at this idea? And they go, we should do that. I guarantee you there are some people out there who would find this absolutely slapdash hilarious, but they should be banned from comedy writing. I just what and what is this show? I think we this is a question that we keep coming back to, right? I ask you that like every week now. I was like, is this The Simpsons? <laughs> and it's not that I, I think some people I'm sure some people listening go, Oh, Robbie and Matt just want The Simpsons to be what it used to be. You know, in the golden No, years. we just want it to be good. We have said several times in the past few episodes, seasons 31, 32, 33, 34, there have been really good episodes. There have. 
And I we're just, fine with them being different. I just want, I want the show. I mean, it's not possible. This is in the past. So it's clearly not going to do it. But what I w- would want was them to establish an identity and go for it and be that. And if it's going to be, oh, we want to be a kind of a crazy, like wacky show that can break any rules, not can we can have totally cartoonish moments and not really be closer. Be me like this is past Family Guy, Matt. I don't like we make use Family Guy as like a pejorative all the time. Like this is like Family Guy, but uh-huh. this is way worse than anything Family Guy does. Family Guy doesn't have way worse. The, there's nothing. I'm not any Family Guy I've seen. I've watched. I haven't watched all of Family Guy. I've watched a lot, a lot of episodes of Family Guy, and I don't remember anything that's this absurd. And even Family Guy. See, at least Family Guy. It under, they understand what they are, right? And they do it. They they and if you like it, you know you'll like it. The Family Guy because they just stay in their lane. They do what they know they can do, and they deliver. What is this episode? Is it? It's not Golden Year Simpsons. Um, it because it's not. There's not. A, there's no like story. There's no character arc really. I think they pretend. But I'm not even talking about this episode in particular. I'm just talking about season 22. I'm like, well, what are you? What are you doing? Like, are you? Is it your identity? Literally, like, oh, we have to release 20 episodes, so we'll just make them whatever we can. Because that's what that's what it feels like. It, this their identity is uh, the kid in high school who did all their assignments five minutes before they were due. And then turned them in like on pieces of scratch paper. And the teacher kind of eyed them as they turned them in and went, really? This is what you're doing? Okay. <laughs> and you have like Werner Herzog, one of the our, one of the best living directors on earth. And you have made him literally a guy who's secretly Augustus Gloop, who is a fictional character. And that's like, you could, it's not that that joke is a bad idea, even. That, oh, this German guy is secretly Augustus Gloop. But you don't write it like they write it. Like, it, it's insane. Yeah. But the moment the eyeballs pop out, I it's me turning off any hope I have in this episode. It's immediately like, oh, that's why this episode is on. Okay. <laughs> yep. There's no point in this episode. On, like, you're like, you're trying just, to think you're, about anything else. You're just immediately like, oh, well, I, I, I'm, I'm stupid. That's what I immediately thought, man. I'm like, oh, I'm stupid for hoping. I'm a moron. I should have known. It feels like it feels like a like it feels like someone's stabbing you in the back. Like someone like pulls a trick on you. Because is this work? Like I like we've been. It is. I, we've said multiple times. This episode is better than last week's episode. But is it? Is it better? Because it gets your hopes up. It makes you think that maybe they'll somehow make this episode about something and have things happen that matter. But then people's eyeballs pop out of their head, and a squirrel plays with it. Well, what am I doing? What are you doing to me? What is this, Simpsons? I thought I loved you. <laughs> <sighs> take us home, Matt. Please mm-hmm. take us home. All right. We're going to go home real quick because this is so dumb. Okay. So uh, at this point, uh, all the old people have their eyeballs hanging out. We've gone through all this stupid crap. Uh, Walter is upset about this because he is the good pharmaceutical exec. I'm sure there's one or two of them out there. He is the anti-Martin Shkreli. Uh, so, but... Everyone who has taken the drug is fine with it. They're like, oh, yeah, our eyes popped out, but, you know, whatever. Walter is is trying to say, no, 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 we're going to destroy the drug. Uh, This is obviously a bad idea. We should have tested it more, whatever. Uh, Meanwhile, Homer says that his generation has this, 
And then we get a long digression of Homer acting like a complete moron to show how dumb baby boomers are. Homer runs over some spikes with his uh, car and then gets out to change the tire and the uh, bumper flies off and hits him in the face. And they talk about taking out the loans against his house to pay for the new car, blah, blah, blah. It's just it's jokes that even old people wouldn't find funny. And finally, we get Abe stepping up to the platform, whose eyes are fine now, somehow, uh, and giving a speech about how it's up to the old folks to make sure the world works because they raised the stupidest generation ever on Earth. All right, you googly-eyed geezers, turn up your hearing aids. I've got something to say. <laughs> Together we survived the Depression, won a few wars, and put a man on the moon. In fact, the only mistake our generation made was creating that generation. If we want to set these bumblers straight, it's going to take all the crankiness we can muster. So put down those pills, pop in your eyeballs, and upside down them smiles. can do we'll bail out our won't try every time so i guess the lesson here is if you go on a field trip don't break off from the group and if you are a fat little boy in a chocolate factory never try to drink from the river the tube my god every night i see the tube oh and that is where we end it robbie was right the tube thing did come back in one tiny little comment I, yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. So, and then and see, that's the thing that we're, it inexplicably turns into a generational thing. Well, well I guess towards why? the end, like, uh, because <laughs> why? I wish I could tell you. <laughs> what does this have to do about drugs that make you feel better? Mm. Okay. Again, wish I could tell you. Stupid okay. as hell. I just don't. Like again, this it just you're just like oh okay, it's the same. It's just nonsense, right? It's just nonsense, it, entirely nonsense. Where and and you and I would be like, yeah, boomers sure are stupid, but this is just the repeating that same thing of like, oh, it's always the generation below us is they're the problem. It's always it's never your it's never you didn't well maybe you raised bad kids. Maybe you should be better parents. Like, that's honestly, like, hey, maybe, like, instill better values in your children. Grandpa. What a crazy idea, Robbie. Crazy idea. I mean, considering how bad a father Grandpa was, I don't blame Homer. Like, Homer is not responsible no, for how not. stupid he is. It's Grandpa. Abe was a terrible dad. Um, we'll rank this episode at the end of the show. I don't know what we're going to do it. Hell if I know either, but at some point, I'm sure we're going to say, Robbie, is this episode broken? Hell yes, it is. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. I know, Robbie. I know. So here, man. Here's it's. It, it, I I haven't. I have my my. Like I was talking about this being a, like a Star Trek episode. Um, this, if you want it to be uh, with the same kind of oh, the flowers that make everyone happy, et cetera, et cetera, and. The, the, like, I don't, it's just such a crazy concept. It's so big. I don't know how you contain it to a Simpsons episode, a normal Simpsons episode. 
it, it would have to be the and the side effects couldn't be googly like you have googly weird dr- dr- like eyeballs that fall out either like it has mm-hmm. to be like something inc- so incredibly dire that that it absolutely outweighs any benefit you could get from it if the drug is so powerful it just immediately makes you happy and content yep. and because even like i could picture an idea like oh lisa this the beginning starts exactly the same way, right? And Lisa finds this drug, and she's like, "Well, this is incredibly powerful. Um, the, the fact that you can just distill some flowers, find the essence of these flowers, and immediately it works. Like that is incredibly powerful drug. And obviously, there would be obvious use for many people with mental health problems who need, would basically, you know, it could." basically eliminate suicide and, 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 and like depression and all that stuff. If this drug is exactly what it says it is. Right. But then you also have the counterpoint of like, Oh, it becomes like, it could become a societal crutch and uh, too powerful. Like, and you can't give it to some pharmaceutical company. Uh, They would immediately try and abuse the power they have by selling this drug. So it's, that's too big for the Simpsons. Like the, the, (laughs) Like I like you say, oh, fix this episode. You like, well, you could have an episode about oh, the the merits of antidepressants, which I guess is what this that would sort of be. You could have an episode about the the, the dangers of pharmaceutical companies, because of course they've done the Simpsons have done that. <laughs> they've done episodes about several times evil pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, um, you could have an episode about Abe being kind of grumpy in his old age because his life didn't turn out the way it did and he's stuck in a home. And you could do an episode about any of those things. You have to choose one, but making the basis of it this miracle drug, like, that is a science fiction novel. A novel, right? It, it That's a movie. A Simpsons episode mm-hmm. is 20 minutes long. There's just not enough time. Like, the, off the top of my head, I go, oh, well, Lisa finds this drug immediately recognizes this is too dangerous. Like I picture an image of like Lisa imagining a future where the drug is mandatory or the drug is used to coerce people. Like you get it. Like, is it addictive? We don't know. I mean, it's inherently, I would think it would be addictive. If you took something that always made you always happy and made you overlook all the bad things in your life, isn't that inherently addictive? Uh, You'd think so. Yeah. I mean, this, this, this is an incredibly powerful compound that just makes you okay with everything. Um, if the, in one of Neil Stevenson's novels, uh, I believe it was, uh, Anathem, uh, everyone takes, uh, this drug that's just put into like the water supply or the food system or something that makes them happy with it. And the only people, uh, who are not, you know, forced to take this, uh, are, are like the, the science monks who lives in weird monasteries. Very odd book. Great though. Uh, and I can see that happening with something like this thing that Lisa has come up with and that's the thing where you you're like it's a concept for a i mean that anthem's what like 800 pages it's an incredibly long book um it's very good but it is very long 800 pages that's barely anything i'm reading the baroque cycle okay now those are long books matt has a problem like that's like what that's what i'm saying Matt. when people are like oh i'm reading these incredibly long science fiction epics that are like it's you know 45 books i'm like don't do that there's other you don't have to no <laughs> one's making you you can stop if you don't want to um this drug like so lisa sees the potential in it both good and bad and goes it's probably better for for i i'm gonna just take a deep breath and get rid of it and try and forget that it exists 
But then you get this, you get an evil pharmaceutical guy, this Werner Herzog Walter. He discovers the the drug exists through some obtuse means. Um, and then you ha- you could even do the same bit with the fish eat it, and he finds it somehow that the fish have it in their system, and he uses the fish and gets it from them and realizes it's a flower. But then you get into this whole system where, like, oh, then what are they going to do? Probably go to that state park and try and buy property from the government so they have control over this flower or whatever, or su- or build like farm the flower themselves, and then cre- start creating this drug and get it approved but is that a simpsons episode anymore i don't think so at that point no like it has to be personal things a focus on like affecting the family right and it could be a trust of horror bit maybe um where lisa like you i would imagine lisa goes breaks lisa with bart's help they go break into this pharmaceutical company and trying to erase all effects of this drug the all the existence of this drug and and keep it from reaching the public but what is this anymore are we doing the, is this the simpsons anymore you want to here here's matt here's a down-to-earth version okay down-to-earth lisa doesn't find a drug okay she doesn't create a happiness drug Grandpa maybe is causing trouble in the old folks' home. Maybe he does get kicked out. Or maybe he's going to get kicked out. And they talk to Grandpa about it. And he's bitter and mean. And they're like, why are you like this? And he's like, blah, 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 for all these reasons. Um, And they put him on a drug. And it, and it helps or it doesn't help. And that's how you have the episode about it, right? You frame the episode around this one drug and Grandpa wanting to use it or not wanting to use it. Like, if you want to have it like a... I mean, that would be perfect, yeah. A Simpsons episode, right? And it's about... Grandpa behaves like a human. He's not some, like, grump robot, which is how he basically acts in this episode, right? It's not... he. There's just no human behavior. And the rest of the family, we can have these... You can have those talks about, like, oh, I don't... you. Are you really yourself if you're taking that drug? And then you go, well, actually, people who are taking the drug. It's kill, it saves people's lives. They're important. And no, they're not going to work for everyone. And not every single drug is going to work for everyone. But in the end of the day, there are people whose lives are better and improved by these drugs. And yes, it's very thornery and a thorny and disgusting issue with pharmaceutical companies taking advantage of people. But that's a different episode, too. You have to choose. You have to choose something. You can't just have well, everything. Yeah. Like you said, all of this is incredibly underwritten because it feels like they had an idea and they just kind of threw some jokes on the idea rather than parry the idea down to a 22-minute concept that would work. Really, they should pare it down to 15 minutes and then seven minutes worth of jokes, but, you know. I, the, the, I, man, I, it's just I, – I really do want to talk to the person who had the eyeball idea. I'm like, what, why did you do this? Is it literally like, oh, we, we knew we could get a lot of bits out of it? Is that literally someone pitched it and went, like, you know, it'd be crazy if their eyeballs fell out of their head. And they thought, and then someone else immediately went, oh, yeah, and like the crazy cat lady, her cats are playing with them. And then we have, like, later on, we have, like, a, someone one, someone has a fishbowl over their head filled with water so their eyeballs don't go away. And you're like, what on earth? What is this? We can move on. <laughs> We're next segment. Called. It's from the comments. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Uh, first from Tim. These are well here. Comments and news group is where I ask our patrons on patreon.com slash the Simpsons show for their review of an episode. Uh, and they leave them and we read them. Uh, you can support us at any level and I'll read yours too. Uh, from Tim. 
while this episode suffers from a lot of the same things we've seen in the, I don't know, past 12 seasons, <laughs> such as endless inciting incidents and one-off jokes that don't work, the end is vastly better than most of what we've seen in season 22. I guess my one area of disbelief is the idea that a high-ranking representative of a pharmaceutical company would act responsibly. Abe's interactions while sleeping in various rooms of the Simpsons household actually made a bit of sense, too. I'll go number 310 canon. It could be fixed by cutting back on the inciting incidents and exploring a bit more as to the experiences of other members of Springfield's elderly. Any side effects apart from eye discombobulation? Sometimes Tim... Do you, I can't... I mean, it's not... I'm sorry. I have bad news for you about the canon bit, at least. This is... <laughs> it's not going to make it. From Dara. For about 16 minutes, I was fine with this episode. Then the eye popping happened. The constant theme of having a good premise that could provide a good commentary on drugs, pharmaceutical industry, and black market deals is thrown away for eye popping. could see the clock in the writer's room hitting 4.54 p.m. on a Friday before a long weekend, and then being like, social commentary? Too much work. Let's just make their eyes pop out. Add in a suicide joke and say that the old generation was the best generation. Yeah, that'll resonate with the youth of today. I guess it's the eighth best episode of season 22. And just as a reminder, we greatly appreciate what you and Matt do for our entertainment. That's very kind of you. <laughs> I, needed, I needed that today because this... Today uh, was a rough one, yeah. Today, I just I was not feeling well to this morning. Uh, and I, I had a very bad headache as I was watching the Simpsons episode and... The eye popping, I just, whoo boy. Uh, from Derek, uh, that first act was just so aggravating. Skinner's taking this muddle of kids from different grades on a school trip, and of course, Evan Chalmers is there too. Nothing more to say about that, and I haven't said before, but it's worthless. most egregious thing is that Nelson masturbation scene. That is, that is yeah, that, that does happen. Oh, as we well. forgot about that. Yeah, that was. That I was mean, I didn't forget about it, Matt. I just didn't mention it. I did. I don't need to mention every bad joke that The Simpsons, like, we, we already <laughs> talk about it way too much. We talked about every, pointed out every single bad joke. Oh boy. Um, why on earth the writers thought it was funny to have such a joke with a 10 year old child, but isn't, it's rotten. I mean, I don't, th- I don't know how old Nelson is. I don't think Nelson's 10. I always presume Nelson's like two or two or three years older than the rest of the boys, but whatever. yeah, 12, 13, something like um, that. Anyway, this sort of burnt me out. I couldn't really pay attention to what came next. And I had to watch it again. Ugh, no wonder I was confused, but it's very difficult to see what the point of any of this is. Why is Lisa so against grandpa feeling happy? Doesn't flushing the scorpion drug thing down the loose seem like a really bad and stupid idea? Then everything goes way too cartoonish with all the eye popping. And then it ends. Writers just use Lisa's way of saying even they don't even know what the hell any of this was and that it was completely pointless. And they wasted everyone's time with this unfunny, confused, barren outing. Smiley face. I don't, I'm not. No smiley face. Derek. I mean, I, I, think, <laughs> I know you use it ironically. From JJ. Every time a modern episode attempts social commentary, it usually ends up toothless and unclear. And this is no exception. Them even holding their hands up at the end, admitting they don't even know what point they're trying to make. It was boring, but inoffensive for the first two acts, even though I find it hard to believe Skinner and Smithers would buy drugs from Bart. But then everyone's, I- then everyone's eyes started popping out like it was a treehouse of horror, and the episode lost all credibility. I think this might rival Jockey Elves for the most cartoonish and baffling third-act swerve they've ever done. A few more mildly amusing yeah. gags than usual, such as the park ranger attempting to climb himself, which is so dumb it got a laugh from me, but yet another one I doubt will be spared from the canon. Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks, everyone. We left a review. We appreciate you. We, I understand, we understand better than anyone how painful watching these episodes can be. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, your, what is your favorite animated film? I uh, appreciate everyone who answered. I'm pretty sure I forgot to post this question on our on Reddit because um, 
I'm very busy and I forget things. Uh, and I'll try and do better. That is all I can say. Um, I should probably do less things and make my what? brain. No, I I hesitate. I struggle with that sometimes, Matt. I don't know if you you realize when I'm uh, you know hosting multiple podcasts and writing multiple books and uh, also you know doing other things like having a social life and sleeping. Those are important. Uh, please take it away. All right, first up from Dara. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is my overall favorite, but have to give a shout out to Cinderella and Zootopia as well. Uh, from Bradley, I'm going to stretch the boundaries of the definition of animation. It counts puppets in the definition, so I'm going to go with a series of short films, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, seasons one and two. It looks like Sesame Street, but plays like David Lynch. Every episode, a teacher comes and sings, to a, le- sings a lesson to three puppets, and something terribly wrong always happens. Season one is perfect from the relatively tame beginning with episode one to the wonderfully awful episode five, where one of the main puppets desperately attempts to escape the confinement of the set because they know they will be murdered while pointing out how incorrect the song is, and the teachers refuse to listen to how terrified he is and get suddenly aggressive with him and just immediately drop it. The whole episode delivers a feeling of utter helplessness. The episode uh, ending with the puppet in question having his insides very graphically removed, him effectively being eaten alive and fed to his friend. Good God! Uh, It is amazing the whole thing is on YouTube and you need to watch an explanation video afterwards, the inside of mine one, because there is so much stuff that you miss and each one is three to eight minutes. And before watching an episode, if it has a teaser on the channel, watch it. Good Lord, Bradley, what in the world are you trying to get us to watch here? Oh, boy. You had me until you said the words David Lynch. And then I went, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. It's, it's about that. Um, mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up from Ripley. I feel most early aughts internet dwellers known for rejected, but Don Hertzfeld's unbelievably bizarre and poignant animated short World of Tomorrow will leave you breathless and perplexed. It has two sequels that are excellent as well. They're free on YouTube. Go watch them instead of listening to Simpsons podcasts. I mean, eh, eh, if it's eh, this eh, podcast. What, mm. what, what, what is this? What is this, Ripley? I thought we were friends. <laughs> I thought we were friends. This is, what, <laughs> this is what you do to us? This is what you do to us. Tell us to go watch Don Hertzfeld. Everyone's... I see how it is. Mm-hmm. Twist the knife. Twist mm-hmm. the knife. I have to watch this episode and then deal with betrayal. The betrayal. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, Let's see. Next up from Tim. I remember walking into the theater to see Beavis and Butthead do America with no small amount of skepticism, but realized it was actually rather intelligent. Like much of Mike Judge's work, when one focuses on the story rather than the sight gags, it works well. And the intense libertarianism also. Uh, from Derek. Uh, when I think about it, South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut is sheer mastery. After only two seasons of the show, which I love, but the creators hate, and they are undoubtedly simplistic and crude, but then they bang out a full uh, full feature-length film that is tight as a drum. And on top of that, it's musical to boot. Those guys have some serious talent, and those songs are really quite something. And they all come together in a medley that is quite cathartic and emotional, despite the ridiculousness of Canada waging war in the U.S. and Satan and his lover, Saddam Hussein, coming to take over the earth. It never stops from beginning to end as a resounding success. He is not wrong there. That is, whew, that is that is a movie right there. Blame Canada, Matt. Indeed. I mean, we can still keep doing blaming Canada, right? Uh, not anymore. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh dang. Uh, from Andy, I'll go with the top three: Secret of the Nim. Tiny Toons, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, and Toy Story. Oh, man, I forgot the Tiny Toons movie. I watched that so many times as a kid. Robbie, did you ever see it? I don't think so. I watched Tiny Toons a lot. Oh. I don't think I ever saw the movie. It is it is quite a good movie for kids. But, Robbie, what is your response? I was busy being scarred by the G.I. Joe movie. Oh, yeah, that was a bad one, too. That one, where they, that one hurt a lot. Where they kill, like, I mean, they revert, they retconned everything, but they killed, Joe dies. And you're like, what the, what? What do you mean Joe dies? Joe 
Joe's dead? It's Joe. It's G.I. Joe. How do you kill Joe? And then they retcon it all. Um, my answer is uh, not uh, controversial. Uh, Spirited Away. Spirited Away is incredible. It's, oh, that's it's a good one. <sighs> Spirited Away, it's beautiful. It is touching, uh, poignant, uh, like many Studio Ghibli movies, but it is my favorite of them probably. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I... I, I want to sometimes say Nausicaa because Nausicaa is so crazy. Um, Spirit Away is, you know, more subtle in certain ways, um, but I could watch it a lot uh, and still get so much out of it. And it's so rich, so visually rich. Um, and both the so there's and I, there's like I think that's the thing I really like about a lot of Studio Ghibli movies. Even is that the dubbed versions are also great um the the acting they have with their english actors is just as good as the japanese actors oh it's ridiculous how how good it is like you don't expect the english voice acting to be that good and it is every bit as good as the japanese version what's your answer matt it, this is really hard i'm gonna i don't know because I, I like a lot of animated movies uh but i'm gonna go with a couple of them that i feel are possibly a little underrated um I, I can't pick between these two, so I apologize in advance. Uh, I want to go with The Emperor's New Groove because, for some reason, a lot of people around my age, plus or minus five years, have not seen The Emperor's New Groove because I think we were all teenagers at the time. And I, too cool for you, that I, movie. Man, I just I, everyone I know loves that movie. What are you talking about? Like, I, I, maybe everyone I'm just in a, I know. Maybe I'm just in a bubble. I think you are. People who have seen animated movies because I, I know a lot of people who never saw it. I didn't even see it until I was well out of college because I think. That movie came out in what ninety eight nine two thousand with that like right as I was finishing high school, and no one I knew saw it, and it is fantastic. Uh, the other one I want to go with uh, is Megamind uh, because it is vastly underrated uh, because you know a lot of DreamWorks stuff is, uh, but it is a wonderful, delightful movie uh, that has a lot of good messages in it and some fantastic acting from everyone involved, <sighs> even uh, Jonah Hill. Okay, all right. Jonah Hill. I also would like to shout out Wreck-It Ralph. I want to shout out Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, Wreck-It Ralph is fantastic. I want to shout out Wreck-It Ralph. If I'm going to shout out a CGI computer animated film, Wreck-It Ralph. I love Wreck-It Ralph. Um, makes me cry still. Um, everyone I know loves Emperor's New Groove, man. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it, I guess it's once you see it, you don't, you won't shut up about it. Like, and you just constantly... Also that, yeah. I think that's the thing. Like maybe it's just I the, I know a few people who are obsessed with it, and just all they do is I'm like yeah, I, it's fine. I don't know. I think it's fine. It's like it's it's good. It's but I don't you know I don't know. Um, next week's question: What's your favorite drug film? Oh God, I don't know that many drug films. I'm yes, not that's, really that's, this. that's not true, Matt. You've seen plenty of them, and I'm gonna let you be. You can be your own judge of what you that means to you. You know what a drug film is? Is it like it could be a stoner comedy? Sure, could also be Requiem for a Dream. It's up for you. You let you decide. I think I already know my answer, but we don't think about it. Post this on our Patreon. Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. You can email us at simpsonshowpod at gmail.com if you just want to email us an answer. Always available, always easy answers. And I'm going to post it on our subreddit. I promise I'm going to do it. Uh, I need a way to, I need to find, I know there's a way to do it, to schedule a post on Reddit. I just need to do that and not think that I'll remember and then forget because I'm busy on that Tuesday or whatever. But our subreddit, The Simpson Show, are The Simpson Show. There's a, there'll be a link in the show notes for it. 
Um, we can move on to our next segment, Matt. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. I have an eight-point lead on that. Eight. Man, eight points. Yeah, last week you actually got some of my questions, more than I, far more than I would have expected. Because I studied in advance, Matt. I anticipated your uh... movement. And I studied. Um, I can't do that this week because I had no idea what you would pick for this episode. I had an idea, but then I was like, I don't really, I don't, it's just impossible. Um, <laughs> give me an easy question. All right. All of your questions this week are from Midnight RX. Ooh, boy. Are they now? Did you study this one? Um, all, all your questions this week are from Midnight RX, man. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> All right, fine. Let's see what happens. Robbie, what country do the Springfield Knights go to for prescription drugs? We Canada. You are correct. Uh, uh, your easy question. In Midnight RX, Burns eliminates what for all employees? Uh, the prescription drug plan. That's correct. All right, your medium question. What drug does Smithers need that almost kills him? Thyroxin. You are correct. This is gonna be your meme question, Matt. What drug does Burns acquire to save <laughs> Smithers' life? <laughs> I believe it'd be thyroxin. You'd be correct. All right, your hard question. Mm-hmm. What does Homer use as a bathroom in the aviation museum? The Apollo 12 lander. <laughs> you are correct. I have a good feeling about my hard question, Matt. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. What drugs does Abe ask for at the Canadian pharmacy? There are four drugs and an item. I'll give you a bonus point if you can name all of them. Okay. Um, hmm. No, those are the ones Lisa asks for. Oh, what does he, what does he ask for? I can't remember. Are these the real ones or are these the fake ones? I believe they are both. <laughs> I they think. are both. Okay, so there's a, there's a little bit of both. Okay. I think. I'm not um, positive. I didn't check to see if some of these are real or not. I, I, recognize, I, I recognize at least one of them. So, Okay. Um, let's see here. going to be Viox, Cumidin. I'm going to go with real ones. Wellbutrin and uh, what's uh, let's go with uh, Adderall. There's a, a, a fifth item that is not a drug, Matt. Do you have any guess that that is? Oh, um, a CPAP machine. <laughs> well, Matt, you got two of five things oh. correct. Uh, I was not aware that Vioxx is a real drug, or Coumadin, for that matter. Uh, Vioxx, Coumadin, but then it's Albuterol, Prevacid. I think that's fake. No, Albuterol's a real thing. Abuterol, Abuterol? Okay. Abuterol is a real thing. Prevacid, and then the item is an auto-inflate blood pressure monitor cuff with case. Okay, if I'm spelling this correctly, Prevacid is a real drug. That's what so I So apparently said. they're all, all real. All real drugs. <laughs> okay. Well, you got two out of five things. Um, I don't know if that... Does that get you a point? That's really the, the question, huh? And I kind of I kind of want to be really mean and not give you anything, and then really, really inflate my wind total. I mean, you just I, really want that belt. I think is what it comes I, down to. You're you, to just. I uh, mean, as a person who loves pro wrestling and routinely watches pro wrestlers uh, become terrible monsters to keep their to keep and or win a championship <laughs> title. 
Uh-huh. I am worried that I will also become that. Um, we may have a double turn by the end of the the, the season, is what I'm saying. Um, I'll, give, uh, I'll give you a point, though, Matt. You did. Okay. You got two out of five. That's a point, I think. Well, I mean, that only puts you ten points ahead of me, since apparently we always do the same episode now. <laughs> I almost didn't do this episode. I was scrolling past it, and I'm like, nah, that's that's too fair. I'm going to have to just start picking random episodes from the Scully seasons to uh, to get you. I was going to do the uh, focus on episode at first. Yeah. Uh, but then I decided, no, what's I really had to search pharmacy. Uh, <laughs> and Freaky Hack, and it brought up Midnight Arcs. I'm like, that's perfect. Um. You have a 10-point lead on Matt, 36 to 26 uh, so far. We have, let's see, this is episode 15, Matt. And there are 22 episodes this season. So mm, I'm really going to have to uh, push harder now. Seven much more difficult questions. Seven more episodes. And I am counting down, counting them down. So I desperately want to win a championship title uh, just to carry it for a little bit. Um. That's it for trivia. We can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It's time for Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever is part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. I don't know what to do with this stupid thing. Um, it's, I don't know either. It's, I mean, very, it's, it's, it's not very, as bad as last week. But. No, it's not as bad as last week. I Last week is is about just about close. Like, I feel like criminal charges should be levied on The Simpsons for last week's episode. <laughs> this week's episode is not that bad, but it's still bad. Um, I would put this in with, like, I don't know. Okay, is it better or worse than The Squirt and the Whale? Uh the whale episode I that kills irrationally a whale. hate that episode just for the bit in the middle where Lisa has a dream that everything is okay and then she wakes up and oh the whale's dead. Like I, I have a real just I mean hate it's hate it so Matt, much. That's pretty it's pretty bad. I, that is pretty bad. I <sighs> would put this up with like I think I think this I I'm like looking at episodes, I think I think you can't always say what you want is better. And that's number three ninety five. I think that episode is yes, better. Than I would this. definitely say that because I was just going to edit uh, our current number four hundred, Homer the father. Uh, the whole thing with the mini bike and the Homer going to China with uh, building a nuclear power plants. I I think eyes popping out is pretty bad, but I think this is better than that. You're probably. I think you're right, Matt. I think this is better. Than, this is better than Homer the Homer the father. Um, so it yeah, gives us a window. Um, how about GI annoyed grunt? I think it's. I think I'd I'd rather watch GI annoyed grunt than this again. I think it's better. Yeah, I think I would too. Um, I, I think Monkey Suit, Mobile Homer. I think that's this is that's the right spot somewhere in here. Is this better than the Monkey Suit? Monkey Suit. What is what is Monkey Suit again? Evolution lawsuit. Oh, oh I'd probably rather watch that one. I think Mobile Homer is one where Homer gets an RV, right? I yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I don't like. This is the problem where all these episodes are, where are so, there's so many of them that are completely forgettable. Um, Homer and Marge compete for the loyalty of Bart and Lisa, um, and Bart and Lisa like there's it ends with them at the Turkish sailors and yeah, uh, like yeah. I think this is worse than that somehow. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Like, Homer's M- M- bad. Don't get me wrong. I just think this is worse. Um, so I would put this. I would put it in between Homer the father and Mobile Homer. Yep, I'm okay with that. 
All right. So it it, it narrowly it narrowly drops into the four hundreds. Uh, this is the Scorpion's Tale. Which why like what what does that mean? The Scorpions like they just was like oh we have a funny we have a punny name let's use it but it's it's not really about scorp like the Scorpions are in it sure for uh, two minutes. Mm-hmm. There's not. There's nothing about it beyond that. It's not like this matters. It, it there's not and there's not betrayal or anything. You would think like, oh, we're gonna have like you know, everyone knows about the, the scorpion and the frog kind of thing. Well, like, it, does that come? No, that doesn't come into play either. All right. So that is a number number four hundred on our list, right below Mobile Homer, right above Homer the Father. Number two hundred seven on our post school news ranking. Number one on our list is still Homer's enemy. Last place is still Codependence Day. We have one more thing to do, Matt. One more question to answer. And that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Uh, I mean, please, can we have multiple cannons? We keep it to one, Matt. We don't want to, you don't want to inflate, all right? We One cannon is, uh, someone yeah. has to clean the cannon. You have to buy a new, you have to buy, you have to buy gunpowder for it, all right? You have to keep it maintained. Sometimes it cracks and you got to get reforged. It's very expensive. Now imagine you have to get two or three cannons. It's just an absurd Lord, budget. Our oh, cannon yeah. budget, we cannot afford it. I'm sorry. Maybe if we got another, you know, couple hundred patrons, we could afford a second cannon. So maybe I'll put that. Well, Patreon also did away with goals. So you can't even put that. I can't even say, oh, we'll get a second cannon. They're just like, you know, we're going to strip all your features away and sell them back to you. And then move to Ireland. Of course, you don't want to pay taxes. God forbid. Yeah. Fire the cannon. <laughs> Goodbye. The scorpion's tail. Hopefully we never see you again until we're asking again. How is, is this episode worse than the scorpion's tail? What you, episode is that again? What, is, what episode is that? That's the one where people's eyes pop out their head. I think that we'll, I think we'll remember that part, Matt. I will say that it's at least memorable. We will not, we'll never forget. Um, we ask, we're going to ask and answer the same question about every episode on our list, working our way down from the top of the list down to the bottom um, until everything is properly sorted into the canon or not. And we are now 152 on our list, Matt. It is Lisa the Skeptic, which is the Angel episode. Mm, indeed. Angel episode, I, it belongs. I, Angel episode belongs. I think upon revisiting it, this is what I remember from our episode, is that it is not as good as we remember it. Um, That's true, but still enjoyable at times, and I think still obviously worth watching and worth discussing. Which I think it, that is more fundamental to the question: is is it worth watching? Is it worth talking about? And yes, I think yes in both ways. Um, it's still it's a season nine episode, but it is one of the better season nine episodes. Uh, it's it's part of the canon, and it does have some genuine heart. There's some genuine moments in there and that, that really get to the, the core of what that episode is. The core is. of who Lisa is, which I think is one of the important parts. Exactly. Our next episode, Matt. Take a deep breath. Our next uh -oh. episode, I mean, it's probably, I don't know. It's A Midsummer's Nice Dream. Okay. I guess we'll see. The Simpsons are at a live Cheech and Chong show when Chong begins to improvise, and ultimately leaves the stage. Homer is encouraged to take his place and recites the, the Dave's Not Here Man act from memory, then goes on tour with Cheech. Meanwhile, Marge, oh dis God. Marge discovers that crazy cat lady is a hoarder and tries to help her. 
Okay. Matt, this might be uh, this might be very bad. It certainly sounds like that already. Well, we talk about the AV Club, right? You go to the Mm -hmm. you go to Wikipedia pages of Simpsons episodes. They almost always have the AV Club grade on there, right? And the Mm -hmm. AV Club is so soft on the latter day Simpsons episodes. Like episodes you will say are this is the worst thing we've ever watched, they'll give it a B or a B minus. They gave this episode a D. Holy crap. A D from the AV Club. Oh, that no. Is, this is an, And it's is another episode bad. written by Dan Castellana and his wife, Deb Lacusta. Um, oh. And they almost universally just write bad, terrible episodes. I think it just gives... Is this Dan... Did Dan just want to meet Cheech and Chong? Is that really what it feels like? We're, we'll talk about it. I can't wait, man. I'm just so excited. I love season 22. Is I love this podcast. I love The Simpsons. It's my favorite. Please, The Simpsons, I don't need your episodes to be great. I just would like something to talk about. I don't know how to talk about eyes popping out of the heads, really. like I just don't know what to do. And this is where I am with my life. Um, that's next week. Watch along with us if you'd like. Join us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Uh, you find all our stuff, all our links and stuff on our website. It's thesimpsonsshow.com. Um, you can find me online at Robbie Dorman. Basically everywhere, every social media, most active on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok right now. I'm making TikTok videos. You can go on TikTok. Follow me on TikTok if you're on TikTok. You gotta say it, you gotta say it like that, Matt, when you say TikTok. Huh. Give huh. your information Not to the bad. Chinese. It's very important you do that. Um, I have a new book coming out, Dead End, pre-orders up, uh, pre-orders in the show notes. It's my zombie story. It's a, a blue-collar zombie story about a giant conglomerate turning their employees into zombies. It definitely won't happen in, in our lifetimes. No, definitely not, no. But go pre-order it. Uh, I, I'm really excited about how it turned out. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is correct. I spend all my time taking care of baby kittens. Uh, if you would like to see the most adorable kittens you will ever see in your life, you can check out Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram and see the next generation of management coming to get you. Are they going to turn me into a zombie? No, but they will micromanage you. I got two. I, Harvey today, man, he just won't stop meowing. Like literally just for an hour straight, just meowed. You play with him. Uh, you pet him. Right. He just keeps meowing. I don't need more of that in my life. Are they? Okay, wait, wait. Okay. Are any of them... Fuzzy little furry guys. Oh yes, like indeed ex- they like are. Maine Coon style, long hair, big fluff balls. I mean, several. In fact, that's not good. Mm. Sorry, Robbie. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna have another. I'm gonna have a third cat. <laughs> indeed, you are, my friend. Indeed, you are. It's only. I think it's a matter of time. I'm really jonesing. I miss my. I miss my my floof. Oh. This is like a cat podcast now. We're not going to talk about Simpsons anymore. Yep. <laughs> Simpsons. We're going to no more Simpsons. This is going to turn into a cat podcast. Uh, what? How do I end this? I say I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt, and I'm Gabe. Shh.